RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Allison Pitt, and today is Monday, December 16th, 2019. On today's show, Sonequa Martin-Green drops a hint we might be seeing Discovery Season 3 earlier than expected. Jason Isaacs lambasts haters, who he says are non-Star Trek fans. And Michelle Hurd hopes Star Trek Picard can continue the next generation's legacy. All this and more catching up on the weekend's Star Trek news, coming up next. Sonequa Martin-Green has dropped a hint that we might be seeing the next season of Star Trek Discovery sooner than we thought. She made the remarks in an interview with Radiotimes.com while promoting the UK and worldwide free-to-air premiere of Star Trek Discovery, which happened yesterday on E4. Season 3 is definitely coming up 2020, Martin Green said, and I would venture to say closer to early 2020 than anything. While there's not yet been any official discussion of a premiere date for Season 3, many fans, including yours truly, assumed that it would fall somewhere in, well, the fall. Martin Green went on to say that she thinks Season 3 will be stunning. But what about season one, which has just started broadcasting on E4? She said, It is interesting to go back and talk about season one, because you get so consumed in the now, especially with the way our story is laid out. It's so very intricate and comprehensive, you get really overcome by what's happening in the moment. So it's always nice and refreshing to go back and talk about what came before. Sonequa Martin-Green wasn't the only Star Trek actor talking to Radiotimes.com last week. Jason Isaacs, Discovery's Lorca, also sat down with the magazine to talk about the new broadcast of Season 1. But while Martin-Green spoke more to the content of the show, Radiotimes made it sound like Isaacs was more focused on the fans, specifically on what he called non-Star Trek fans, He said, initially when we launched Star Trek, there were a bunch of voices pretending to be Star Trek fans online, complaining that we were social justice warriors and that it was all too right on, the Me Too generation, that we had a young black woman lead. And they were exposed very quickly as a bunch of non-Star Trek fans, racist right-wing lunatics, because the real fans took to them as soon as the show started running. Isaacs continued, If they thought the makers of Star Trek were social justice warriors, they were absolutely right, because that's what it's all about. They had a Russian on deck right at the heart of the Cold War, and they had the first interracial kiss. According to the Radio Times piece, Isaacs now hopes that a new raft of fans can find the series through UK broadcast TV. Enjoy the ride, he said, speaking to new viewers, and don't go online and spoil it for yourself. Star Trek Discovery airs 8 p.m. Sundays on E4 in the UK. More news in a moment, but first, a word from me. 
This show is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. From as little as $1 a month, you can help me keep this show running by offsetting some of my production costs and allowing me to concentrate on bringing you the best Star Trek content as it happens. To find out how you can be a part of the Daily Star Trek News family, just head on over to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. Next up today, a story from last week that I bumped for time, but I still think it's worth sharing. The cast of Star Trek Picard made a special appearance at Brazil's CCXP Comic-Con experience, weekend before last. Comicbook.com reported that Issa Briones, Santiago Cabrera, Michelle Hurd, and Jonathan Delarco attended the show live, and Sir Patrick Stewart recorded his apologies in a video that was shown at the show's panel. According to the report, during the panel, Hurd said that she hopes Picard can continue Star Trek The Next Generation's legacy of being a window to humanity. Hurd said, It's the necessity of hope. This is a bigger story than I realized. It gives up something for us to hold on to. In a time when we are divided, it's good to have something we can jump onto and tell a story that can touch our hearts and connect us together. The cast of Star Trek Picard appeared at CCXP courtesy of Amazon Prime Video, who sponsored a huge Borg Cube-themed display in the vendors' hall. Star Trek Picard will be shown outside North America on Amazon Prime Video from January 24, 2020, just a day after the U.S. premiere on January 23 on CBS All Access. Less than two weeks after Viacom and CBS merged to form ViacomCBS, a report from Variety says that two insiders told them it's looking to acquire a stake in Miramax. Earlier this year, Viacom and Paramount Pictures were in negotiations to acquire the Miramax Film Library, but those negotiations were abruptly called off in November after the companies could not agree on terms. Now, according to the Variety report, a new deal could see Viacom CBS become an equity investor with some kind of commercial relationship in which it would make movies and shows based on Miramax intellectual property. Variety says such a deal would be worth a low nine-figure sum. A deal for Miramax IP could play into pretty much all of Viacom CBS's key strategies. New content based on Miramax hits such as Pulp Fiction, Clerks, Scream, and Strictly Ballroom could bolster their direct-to-consumer offering on Pluto TV and CBS All Access, as well as bulk up the offering to advertisers across multiple channels. According to the Variety piece, Miramax films are one of the largest collections of titles available and has drawn interest from several media companies, including Lionsgate and Spyglass Media Group. Miramax's current owners, BN Media Group out of Qatar, have reportedly offered a stake in the company amid increased demands for assets to support the rapidly growing streaming market. Neither Miramax nor Viacom CBS commented for the Variety article, although Variety does note that at the UBS conference last week, CEO Bob Backish said, We don't see any asset on the market or coming to market in the near term that we have to own. 
We will approach it in the way we have traditionally approached Viacom, which is very specific opportunities tightly linked to strategy that we'll only pursue if they're value-creative to our shareholders. And now just one last thing before I sign off today. A big thanks to Dinosaur Jesus on Twitter for pointing out that I never gave you the answer to the trivia question I set before Thanksgiving. Uh, Please accept my apologies for that, sorry. On Tuesday, November 26th, I asked you, if Star Trek Nemesis was the worst performing Star Trek film, what was the best? The answer by Worldwide Box Office is Star Trek Into Darkness. If you only take into account U.S. domestic box office, it's Star Trek 2009. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and more Trek trivia. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network.